Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Friday, August 20th, 2021. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, oh, my co-host, she is the she-devil with a sword. She oh, I'm sorry, folks, force a habit. I thought Sheila was my co-host. Clearly, this is not Sheila unless she transitioned overnight. It is high energy, Andrew says, a.k.a. Andrew Chapados. Hey, Andrew, how you doing today? I'm doing well. <laughs> Good thing we have a she session and a she recovery <laughs> for Sheila to come back with. I'm doing well. Thank you, David. I think you're the high energy one. Start off screaming directly at the camera. Welcome to the news. <laughs> um, we're here to give you the latest stories from rebelnews.com. We're here to give you the latest stories from around the globe, David Menzies, unless yes. you're a flat earther, which you might be. Uh, definitely not. And of course, although I would like to go to one of those conventions that they do hold, and, and uh, at least pre-COVID, they, I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine going to a flat earth convention and um, they're it's abiding not some, by COVID rules? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, space is fake. I, I find it. I, I find it astonishing. We're going to get hate mail about us mocking the flat earth. Uh, That's fine. They yeah. know. They, they love me. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also take your Odyssey chats with yeah. the Odyssey crypto. You can chat with us on Rumble or Super U as well. They all have live chats now, which is really good. And of course, we hate YouTube, but we love you. If you're watching us on there, consider going to rebelnews.com slash live stream uh, in the future. David, what's on the docket for today? There's so much Canadian news going on with the election coming up. Yes, well, before we get to the docket, Sheila usually mentions the various cryptocurrencies. I don't know if you're uh, simpatico with that, but if you're not, no worries. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you <laughs> understand cryptocurrency? Because I've got to be honest, Andrew, the more I read about cryptocurrency, the more ignorant I become. I really don't understand it. Have you been able to uh, yes. unravel this riddle? Yes, I've been able to, mm. to unravel the riddle, as you put it. And uh, <laughs> myself and Lincoln Jay talked about this the other day. We had a fan in Oshawa who said he's from Barrie. He had a big bone to pick with you and Sheila about not knowing about cryptocurrency. He did not mix words. There was some cursing involved, but in the end of the day, he still loves you guys and he wants well, you to learn more about crypto because the Odyssey chats use their own form of cryptocurrency. We accept crypto donations on rebelnews.com slash donate if you're interested. But yes, David, I do understand it. Okay. It's basically, you, you can put your own money in and convert it to whichever the cryptocurrency is, because there's all different types. <laughs> I'm already lost. There's Bitcoin, <laughs> there's Ethereum, they all have different names. And just like a stock, the more people buy them, the greater value they have. You and I own a little of that Ethereum, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. How's that doing? It's doing better than it was, producer Afron, is it not? <laughs> oh, boy. Everything in crypto has been going up the last six weeks. Six weeks, I like to check it weekly and then monthly. And, you know, hopefully, um, by the time Justin Trudeau takes over and makes our currency, I don't know, uh, paper, uh, like pieces of paper that with his face on them or something, or socks maybe will be our currency because our dollar's doing so poorly. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a good point. How is the Canadian dollar doing um, against the Canadian tire money right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's getting neck and neck closer each day. Just ask uh, producer Mocha. Fantastic. And and as you know, folks, uh, the I don't know if he's fallen victim to cancel culture, but the figure on the Canadian tire money, uh, that is Canadian Tire's uh, first prime minister, Sir John A. Mechanic. And anyway. I thought it was just going to be a picture of a tire. 
retire. Um, <laughs> we will, we should carry on. Well, why don't we throw to a video first, Andrew? It's Trudeau on vaccines for travelers. And we can also talk about some breaking news, namely uh, the border, the northern border that is, remains closed to Canadians going into the U.S., not opening till September 21st. I wonder if there's some significance that being one day after the election. <laughs> um, uh, but never in the letting us go, jolly David. wisdom of slow Joe Biden, uh, that is his uh, policy. But um, we'll talk about both these issues. And let's run this little video about Trudeau um, espousing poetically on vaccines for travelers. You deserve better. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. We need to be strong in the decisions we're taking going forward. And we need to put people first, which we have always done. And I'll be honest, you know, like I do, there's lots of people out there who don't agree with that. And the reality is that's okay. We're in a democracy. People can make themselves heard. And that's part of why we need to have this moment for people to make that choice for the future. The counter to tyranny is democracy, is elections. And that's exactly what we're putting forward because we have put Canadians at the forefront of everything we've done. And we know that's what we're going to continue to do. So I need you, all of you, to keep stepping up. We need to keep working to protect and build a better future together. And that's why I need you to continue to step up. I need you to talk to your neighbors and talk to your friends. Talk to those folks who are still wondering whether they should get vaccinated and tell them, yes, they need to keep, get vaccinated so we protect ourselves, protect our communities, and protect our kids who can't yet get vaccinated. That's what we need to do. I need you to get out there. David, what he's saying is starting to sound a lot like a dictator, and I don't usually say that, but here's why. First of all, it doesn't make any sense when you're saying we're all about a democracy, and he's like, I'm imposing these restrictions on your travel. <laughs> but what he's doing is here, he's setting up, he thinks he's going to win, he's setting it up so that this election is supposed to be an approval of all these measures. So if he wins, he's taking that as, I can make any restrictions I want, I can stop any freedoms of yours that I want because you've all voted for me, therefore you're okay with me taking away people's rights based on their medical history. Um, it, it's getting a little bit crazy. He, he's yelling there to I think 15 people. Whenever there's a political rally for somebody and they don't show the crowd, it's because they don't. They think it's small or else they'd show the crowd to see how many people are here. Look how many people are here. But there was like 15, 20 people there. I think it was in Alberta. They had their little um, circles that they were mandated to. And I'm surprised Justin Trudeau didn't elbow bump anybody on screen there while hugging somebody else because he gets so confused about his own rules. Yeah, I did kind of like his roots jacket, though. Uh, <laughs> although um, I don't know why he's wearing that in the hot, humid summertime as opposed to the fall. But, you know, yeah, um, I think you're right, uh, Andrew. It's a little rich for Justin Trudeau to be talking about tyranny and democracy. Uh, that line, uh, the counter to tyranny is democracy. Uh, but wait a minute, um, some six or seven years ago in Toronto, uh, he said he had a uh, admiration for the basic type of dictatorship that is China. Um, China is all about tyranny. Um, the one question 
that nobody in the mainstream media will ask him, and this is one question I would ask him if I ever got a chance, is that now that we've seen what's happened to the world, the trillions of dollars of economic damage, the millions of deaths thanks to the Wuhan virus, do you still have that admiration for the basic dictatorship of China? Do you, uh, Prime Minister, uh, given all the carnage around the world? Absolutely appalling. And um, let's, um, let's not kid the kidders, as they say down at the Midway. If there was a Midway, the X should be opening today. <laughs> and uh, of course, because of COVID, it's canceled. So way Down to go, pier, John Tory. Um, but it's this, uh, yeah, you don't have to get vaccinated. We're, we're not, you know, dictators, we're not tyrants. Oh, read the fine print though. If you want to enjoy all the other things of citizenship, such as air and train travel, uh, increasingly going to rock concerts, uh, sports events. If you don't get the jab, you're not getting in. So in other words, what he's not saying, Andrew, is that, yeah, you're free to avoid vaccination, but get used to living as a second-class citizen. He's also just not that bright. The op the way to get out of tyranny is not through voting. You think China's just gonna let you vote yeah. Xi Jinping out? Unless he's talking about himself and then people have the opportunity to vote out of his tyranny. He, I'm guessing his knowledge in <clears throat> world politics is not too high. Um, he was a drama teacher, no offense to drama teachers, but he's just not, he's just not a brilliant guy. He's not a person you want running your business, let alone like your football team or any smaller thing than that. It just, it's just been run so poorly. And I used to give him a lot more credit for, you know, actually speaking, even if I disagreed with it. But now it's got to the point where you're starting to see some anger in him and it's starting to come across as, if you don't do what I say, then there's no place for you in this country. And if you vote for me, then we're gonna get rid of these people, essentially. We're gonna make it so that they can't travel, they can't. They become second-class citizens. And I think the mask is starting to slip a little, where he's probably getting angry at the responses he's getting across the country. I'm sure they fenced this place off well in advance to make oh, sure yeah. that doesn't happen, because <laughs> his little red line in Coburg didn't work. And oh. then I forget the other place that he went to in Ontario. Barry, Barry that didn't work. He's just getting heckled. Um, and the same thing's happening where his supporters are trying to, you know, or his staff, I should say, are trying to jeer down anybody who's heckling them. Uh, producer Mocha's got a good uh, a good video from that. I think it's, oh, that's I'm gonna come out at some point. Looking forward to that. You know, you make a good point. The idea that tyranny can evolve into democracy mm -hmm. um, without a revolution, that there's this natural process. It, it, it's quite the other way around. But yet, what would you expect from this government, Andrew, when you had Mark Garneau saying it's too early to tell if we're going to open up diplomatic channels to the Taliban? Mm. The ta I mean, there's something worse than tyranny. It's terrorism. <laughs> These are terrorists. These are Islamo-Nazis uh, that will the only right answer to that question was no hard no this is why we went into afghanistan for some 20 years to get rid of these rats and you're talking about it's too early to tell maybe this will be taliban light or taliban 2.0 they're not or, your father's taliban yeah what, what they're saying is they they want they expect taliban to step up and then there's all these news articles that said the taliban is uh, dedicated to having a progressive government with women involved <laughs> the same day they were killing women um, in the streets. So 
it's weird that the Biden administration says basically the same thing, that they're uh, dedicated to a feminist future. And what oh. I was trying to get across to people recently was that they have run, they run out of things that they can say. Joe Biden, Aaron O'Toole, Justin Trudeau. Now, thankfully, Aaron O'Toole, the last couple of days, have actually been speaking about real things, the economy and jobs. Kudos to him for actually saying I think things. he had a good week. I think he did too. Yeah. But it seems to me, so maybe I'll... Uh, disinclude him from this. But when Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden can't just talk about uh, their feelings, they can't just talk about feminism and she sessions and all this stuff, they don't know what to say. When the modern politicians that have been voted in that are liberal or Democrats, because I think the NDP is more honest than them, the, the socialists are more honest, but when the liberal Democrats speak and they can't just say things like she sessions and the future is female, the future is bi trans disabled, they don't know how to speak. They can't have normal conversations. If you ask them a normal question, their head explodes. If they can't just say platitudes and empty things like we're oppressed, then they have nothing to say, and it's yeah. pathetic. And, you know, speaking of Joe Biden, Andrew, this is an absolute disgrace, this announcement that the border was not going to open uh, to Canadians uh, today, but is being put forward till September 21st. Um, the utter hypocrisy coming from slow Joe Biden. It's a safety issue. Meanwhile, the southern border, this calendar year alone, they estimate more than one million illegal immigrants from South America, Central America, Mexico, even people coming over from Africa have just waltzed into the United States of America. That's no problem. So I would say if you're a Canadian and you want to go to the U.S., Fly to Mexico <laughs> and just walk over the border. And you probably Bob won't Geronco. have to be tested either. Um, record back-to-back -back months, 20-year records, which makes you think that, that it must have been crazy under George Bush as well. But June and July both had record numbers, 190,000 and 210,000 illegal immigrants. Actually, last year when they went to test people for COVID, so this is under Trump, but the, the numbers were obviously way less at that time. Yep. Um, they tested people and half of them were testing positive for COVID. And then another third of them would get it from being in close proximity from these people. And then after, so after that, they stopped testing them. Yeah. So at least, at the very least, let's be generous and say 30% or a third of the people coming across the border uh, probably have COVID and they're just letting them in and then they're busting them and they're flying them all around the country. That's a great point. But the problem, of course, is the Canadians, is That's the right. northern border. So what do I take away from this, Andrew? I'll tell you what it is. It is, we, uh, Biden knows that Canadians coming to the U.S. are going to go home in a day, a week, a month, whatever it is, if you're a snowbird, as, as many as eight months. The issue with the southern border is that these are new illegals. This is an attempt, a deliberate attempt by the Democrats to change the demographics. Basically, Come on in, get full citizenship, jump the queue, jump the line. Uh, but just remember every four years, uh, vote blue. Remember who got you in here. And uh, that's our quid pro quo arrangement. What a disgrace. That's exactly what it is. And what it also says to me to paint a dark color over this is that what if Justin Trudeau wins and he says, you're not traveling to the U.S., you're not traveling out of this country, you can't leave unless you're vaccinated. I think it's a, a, sadly a very realistic pro, uh, possibility now. Truly. You, you went to the Ontario Parliament at Queen's Park, which is obviously a very popular spot in the last year, because Rick Nichols, one of the Ontario PCs, was threatened to be kicked out of the party if he did not get vaccinated. And for those of you who aren't in Ontario, Canada, 
you may not have known that there were several members of the Ontario PC party, the ruling party, that were threatened to be kicked out if they did not get vaccinated by yesterday, Thursday, I think around like 4 p.m. or something. So they gave them 5 p.m. 5 p.m. So they gave them a deadline. You went there to cover it. One lady, uh, they realized, I guess, that she's pregnant, so they yeah, can't make she her she got get an back. exemption. Yes. But um, Rick <laughs> Nichols, who sounds like a rock star with that name, it's a 80s rock name, if you ask me. He refused, and he had a press conference, and you went there. So let's go ahead and play that. Justin. Okay. Be expelled from the Ontario PC caucus if I do not vaccinate by 5 p.m. today. David Menzies for Rebel News here at Queen's Park in Toronto. Well, folks, bit of a bombshell press conference, albeit one that lasted barely four minutes, namely the MPP for Chatham-Kent, Rick Nichols, uh, is stepping down. Well, he has no choice. You see, in exactly 35 minutes, it will be five o'clock, and that was Premier Doug Ford's ultimatum of either you get vaxxed or you get out. And um, what um, Mr. Nichols said is, is that it's a personal choice not to get vaccinated. So um, he's out of this building as a sitting uh, Ontario uh, PC MPP. He'll be yet another uh, former uh, MPP with the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party that will be sitting as an independent. Now, Mr. Nichols didn't take any questions from any members of the media during that very brief press conference. I will be expelled from the Ontario PC caucus if I do not vaccinate by 5 p.m. today. Expulsion means leaving the government benches and may result in the loss of my office as Deputy Speaker. Now, over the past 10 years, I've always strived to do the right thing. For the last 18 months, I watched with great sadness not only the effect of COVID, but the remarkable health, mental impacts, and economic toll on our government's pandemic response. I watched members of my own family lose their entire livelihood and suffer tremendous toll to their mental health. I have voiced my concerns about our policy privately to the Premier and to the Ontario PC Caucus. But under no circumstances will I, nor should any Ontarian, be forced or coerced to do something against their will. To do so is an affront to the democratic principles of this magnificent institution. I will await word from the Premier's office, but in any event, I will continue to serve the people of the great riding of Chatham-Kent-Leamington, for there is no greater honour than to serve one's own community, province and country. I will not be taking any questions. Thank you very much for your time today. Well, um, word did come from the Premier, Andrew, shortly after 5 o'clock, the 5 p.m. deadline, and basically it was Doug Ford pretending to be a Major League Baseball umpire and saying, you're out of here. Um, so so they that's, did take him out. Uh, they did? Oh, yes. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Very good. And uh, so that's, uh, in addition to Nichols, we have Hillier, 
Roman Barber, uh, Belinda Carajalios. I know I'm missing a couple. At this rate, this majority PC government is going to get into minority status. It's if you commit a thought crime, uh, there is no, what was the words we used to use before COVID? Oh, yes. Reasonable accommodation. That's gone out the window. Is he leaving the party? Well, well, he has to sit as an independent now. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I thought he was just out of the caucus, but um, uh, this is insane. You had mentioned that there might be another person who had the ultimatum. Did that turn out to be true? Did your tip come through? We're looking into it, and uh, also uh, I will be getting an exclusive interview with Mr. Nichols uh, later today, actually, and I hope to do a deeper dive. Um, You know, he said this is a personal choice. I don't know if, um, and maybe it's none of my business, but I'll ask the question anyways, is it religious reasons? Is it because he has a medical condition, which um, means it's a very valid reason not to get uh, what I call this experimental vaccine? Um, Maybe it's something else. But um, you saw he didn't take questions at the presser, but now he's uh, he's going to take questions from us, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, he's obviously a man of principle. Um, Doug Ford, again, disappointing. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, I think the worst thing I can say about Doug Ford, Andrew, is that Doug Ford is not Rob Ford, the late, great, beloved brother and uh, mayor for a term. Um, I could never in a million years see Rob Ford doing this. I could never in a million years see Rob Ford locking down the Ontario economy and having, you know, thousands of business go go bankrupt. Uh, this was the guy that coined the phrase respect for taxpayers. Where's the respect? I'm still disappointed in his daughters never saying anything publicly about this. Um, they, you mean Doug Ford's daughters? Correct. Okay. Um, I think it's a little bit like... <clears throat> sheltered pretend life where they pretend like people don't know that they're the daughters of Doug Ford (laughs) and uh, you know they people have printed stuff about them disagreeing with his measures completely but they don't want to speak publicly I get that it's your dad but like if if my dad was doing this I'd be like what are you doing and then if we're a year and a half in I'd be like what are you doing to TV cameras so I'm disappointed on that and then furthermore in Toronto they've just applied a vaccine mandate to all city workers yes. including TTC workers of course even though TTC has to abide by exemptions they're mandating it for the workers which makes no sense so you're telling me that a guy who works in a mechanics bay for the TTC with nobody around him he needs to make sure he's not endangering other people's oh, lives. I have a better example than that. I spoke to a TTC employee. I'm not going to give his name. Uh, he has been suspended, uh, but he didn't lose his job. He is a subway driver, which means for 95% of his shift, he, he is no in a self, he's in a hermetically <laughs> sealed box. Uh, you know, forget about masks. Nothing can get into that little area. And just for the idea of him getting off shift and walking past mm. people, uh, they mandate that he must wear the mask while he is in the subway driver's seat. That makes no sense. It's Zero so sense. so that an offended downtown Toronto person can't... There he goes without a mask. And and you know what, Andrew? Because I kind of have a memory like an elephant, um, I remember more than a year ago, going back to February, March 2020, 
when COVID was becoming a thing. And I remember individual TTC drivers and subway operators donning the mask. And what happened? Like a papal bull, the TTC said, you do not wear those masks. You are not going to instill fear in the, in the passengers and the citizens of Toronto. And within weeks, it went from thou shalt not to thou better do so. And it, it's just, it, I don't know, it, it, it strikes me as though the officials, the decision makers, we're making, making this up as we go along in terms of what's right and wrong. Well, it's to protect themselves from a political backlash. They have nobody's thoughts in mind, nobody's uh, lives in mind except for their own. It's, it's based on nothing. It's just so that they can feel good about themselves and so that they don't look bad to a person that, yeah. that doesn't exist because they're afraid somebody's going to yell at them. Uh, for 10 minutes and then, oh, I'm going to have to deal with that for the rest of my life. It's a sad situation, and I don't think they care at all. Remember when the TTC had the signs on of what you could use as a um, face covering, including a scarf? How did, like, what was the science behind that? Your cotton <laughs> scarf, your cashmere <laughs> is, a, is protecting you against viruses? So it nev they never put thought into it. They just say, what, what can we do that's good for optics that will make people not be mad at us? Even though it's a government entity and they shouldn't be caring about opinions at all, it should just be fact-based. Yeah. There's not a uncowardly individual, it seems, anymore. I shouldn't say not a single one, 98% of people in these boardrooms, in these uh, decision-making places. And where are these uh, these tough, stringent uh, <laughs> unions? Where is the TDC oh. union? Where is the teachers union? You're supposed to protect your workers, not Correct. just bow down to everything. There is a little resistance uh, by the TTC union, I understand, to this mandate. However, by and large, most of the unions are on side with management. They are cheerleaders for the COVID Karenism. And, you know, you, and what you said there, uh, put a scarf over your, your, your <laughs> face. What, Toronto uh, it, today, it's what, a humidex of 38, I believe? That's what I want, a big, heavy wool tartan scarf <laughs> around my face. Like, uh, there he goes. Uh, it, the Transit Workers Union vows to fight TTC vaccine mandate. Well, good. That, that is the exception to the rule, folks, because most unions are not going to bat uh, for their employees. Now, before we carry on, um, I, yeah. I should say, because uh, Mr. Producer reminded me of this five minutes ago, uh, please, if you feel like we do about these vaccination passports, go to our new petition, which is novaxpassports.ca. That is no vax pass. Wow, look at that. Almost 65,000 nice. signatures. Um, this is a very important issue. And since we just launched it, you can tell uh, there is. Um, what's that, Justin? Okay. The, a lot of people ask, like, um, why do you need this information? It's because for uh, petitions, there's supposed to be one per postal code is how it's supposed to work. So super chat us or send us messages about where you want to have us drop this off at. We had a YouTube poll the other day. Do you want it at the legislature? Do you want it, you know, the liberal headquarters? Tell us where you want it to go because that's the payoff here is we uh, go and drop it off to the people. Avia Mini's done it. I know uh, Drea Humphrey's done it. Tamara's done it. Um, employees of past have done it. 
And when uh, you've done it as well. I brought, a, it was a uh, petition <laughs> of, I think, more than 100,000 yeah. signatures to Don Cherry. That was a good right one. Right to his Mississauga home, and he was blown away it's by it. It's hard to ignore a, a fat stack of paper with people who are saying, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then maybe we can turn it into something else. Maybe there's something else we can do there legally. Who knows? But let us know who you want us to drop that off to, because there's a good amount of options, David Menzies. Let's get to some of these chats from people. And then we'll move on to the next topic. Excellent idea, high energy. Annalisa gave $20 saying he's such a creep. I'm guessing you're talking about David Menzies. <laughs> oh, it's over. <laughs> um, I should stop saying um. That's a big radio thing. You know, when I was in radio school, you'd listen to these DJs and they'd fill up the silence by just saying um. You gotta be silent. Just I, let I, that pause be there, you I know? I apologize for the ums, folks. No, that was me talking about myself. Oh, I do it too. See, so can't still stands. Justin, how can the the unvaxxed put the vaxxed in jeopardy? They are vaxxed. They are protected. Now, I don't think that's against producer Justin, but he introduced a new graphic the other day. Did you see that? Of a baseball home run hitting? He's not going to do it unless he gets mentioned specifically. <laughs> oh, it's not the electric guitar? I said that it's time to move on from the oh, guitar. Oh, it makes no sense. He can't play an instrument. And, like, you got to update your graphics, you know? <laughs> Talt Brown... Uh, Tate Brown says on Rumble, of plastic, masks, of plastic masks are thrown away, but grocery stores can't use plastic bags. Billions of plastic masks are thrown away. Um, I don't think the masks are plastic. Uh, Is, you know, <laughs> I, I find that amazing. You know, my biggest criticism of those who smoke cigarettes, and yes, it's legal. I don't understand. But when they get to the end and that but is just tossed. And yes. sometimes I even see cars in a parking lot and the entire ashtray comes out and gets, it's like it's invisible to, to, to yeah. everybody else. But, it's worse than throwing a cake on the ground. <laughs> but you know what, Andrew, the new cigarette butt as so-called acceptable litter, and it isn't, is the mask. I just see people throwing, uh, oh, well, I've had this on for two hours. It must be contaminated by now. And tsh, like fairy dust, it goes out the window. Stop doing that, folks. You know, stick it in your pocket. Put it in a garbage can. It's like Trailer Park Boys where Ricky throws it into the lake. And he's like, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Lucy, you come back the next day and it's just gone. The ocean takes it away. It's unbelievable. I guess it was the ocean right there on the East Coast. Yeah. Tyler Ma says, what are the chances of Pierre Poilev being finance minister if the conservative wins? conservatives win. My opinion is that they think he's too edgy and too outspoken to give him a higher position. He was technically demoted or sidestepped. If you want to, I have a friend who's like, he wasn't demoted. It's just a different position. He wanted to be at home with his family. Very cool, Neil, no, no. my friend. Um, he was the finance critic. Exactly. And, and, and now and he's that no is the top portfolio you want. Unless you're Justin Trudeau, of course, because he doesn't understand monetary <laughs> issues. Well, when right? you move around Catherine Big McKenna deal. to different positions, when she's qualified <laughs> for not only your judgment is very questionable. But I don't think they're going to let him be in... He's okay in Parliament. He's got his YouTube clips. But uh, what have you done for me lately? I don't see him doing any... Any more, he hasn't been introducing any more bills. He hasn't been, he never does any events or TV shows or anything. Yep. I don't know. I would love to see him not just on this channel, obviously, but go out and, and be on TV and, and speak and, you know, trash talk a little bit. He's willing to do it in Parliament. Maybe you think that's the appropriate place, but I think he's got to do a little bit more. But on the other hand, 
I don't think the Conservative Party is going to let him be a prominent voice because he's not cringe enough to be, I'm sorry, David Menzies, but to be the top of the Conservative Party, yeah. you have to be cringe. You have to take photos <laughs> of yourself running. You have to be handing your wife wine or beer. You have to be cycling. You have to be saying there's too much white maleness. You have to be cringe in order to be at the top, David Perhaps, Menzies. but I think, I am a fan of Pierre. I think he is super smart. I think he's articulate. Uh, he's like a pit bull when he gets onto an issue. I think he would have made a fantastic leader. And the way I look upon that demotion from finance critic, it's almost the repeat of um, uh, a terrible failed policy of Andrew Scheer, which was when Maxime Bernier was still part of the party. Uh, Scheer took offense to tweets Bernier was putting mm. out about immigration and, um, you know, yes, exactly. and, and, and came down on him. What I would have done if I had been Andrew Scheer, and of course, you know, Maxime Bernier ends up quitting, forming his own political party, and a handful of writings split the vote that so that the liberal candidate came in. Um, if I were Andrew Scheer, what I would have said to Maxime Bernier is, listen, the leadership vote went to 13 ballots. I won by less than 2%. You know, I understand you're disappointed. But Max, we got to work together. The enemy is Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party of Canada. You name your portfolio. You name it. It's yours. I want to be friends. I want to repair this divide. Instead, Scheer saw Bernier as a threat and um, made the environment so toxic that uh, Bernier quit. I think O'Toole saw Pierre as a threat as well, and that's why he demoted him. You know what? These guys fail to understand that old saying, Andrew, keep your enemies close. Uh, sorry. Friends close. Uh, yeah, keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. Well, there seems to be no you're not allowed to talk about immigration reduction, even though more than half of the country wants it. It's really weird. And that's the thing about the Conservative Party as well. You're not allowed to suggest that there should be less immigration. So yeah. either that they have this very dated and may I say unbased view of immigration where it's Canada will fail if we're not taking in 350, 450,000 people a year. We just can't sustain anything. There's no point in taking the chance, even though it's never been done. We can't just let people try to, you know, have wage growth and, and have more job opportunities available, which will uh, not artificially, naturally grow job value yep. and the marketplace and, and make what you may seem as a lesser job have a higher wage, which is why uh, minimum wage mandates being raised are, are often a bad idea. But you can't have these opinions. That, that seems to be what the conservatives go for is we have to be bringing in a third of a million people every year and even a reduction a little bit, whether they're being told to say this or they believe in this old trope that it's mandatory for us mm. to survive, they don't seem to allow it. And, and Andrew, I'm glad you brought up immigration because this is what is making me tear my hair out at night. As you mentioned, the <laughs> Trudeau government- Simpson now every time you have a kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you mentioned, uh, the Trudeau Liberals want something like 400,000 new immigrants mm -hmm. to Canada per year. How about this, Justin Trudeau? Why don't you start with the Afghan interpreters that we have left behind? You had months, months to fly these people out. All the intelligence was indicating that Afghanistan was going to be a failed state. The Taliban was making advances. And yet, why don't, if you want to bring in 400K, why not our verified uh, Afghan interpreters 
who they and their families put their lives on the line instead of leaving them behind. Why can't Justin Trudeau, Andrew, take one bloody day off on this campaign and get into his office and start making the necessary calls, start organizing, you know, Hercules transports to go in there and get these people out? Um, Or is this stupid election campaign, which is all about him getting a majority that he didn't need because the NDP was propping him up on everything. Is that more important than lives? When I see video footage of Afghan mothers putting their children over the fence, when I see people running up to the landing gear of of aircraft latching on and then falling to their desks, this is a grotesque humanitarian crisis and it never had to be that way. But since it is, we have an obligation to these people. You want to fill that 400K quota? Start with these people, Justin Trudeau. I'm for bringing over the interpreters and people that helped us over there. Uh, I think they still need extreme vetting because still even the interpreters sometimes, you know, uh, turn on you or are working with the enemy. But still, I agree if they've helped and they've been vetted properly, Um, They can come over if their life is in danger. I don't agree with filling a giant jet filled with military-age men who want to run away from the Taliban, um, bringing them over to the country. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's our obligation. Well, I am, like I said, I am talking about verified. Exactly. And we know who's verified. And evidently, it's the paperwork that's the problem. (laughs) Justin Trudeau doesn't know. Do you think Justin Trudeau knows about, like, global politics and global conflicts? Do you think he he sits down and reads the reports about, like, where the Taliban are, Uh, the history of Afghanistan? Do you think he knows that, like, like, do you think he knows what the word Mujahideen is? Yeah. What what am I thinking, folks? Uh, I I guess in Justin Trudeau's worldview, uh, the Afghanistan crisis will balance itself. <laughs> uh, and Unbelievable. It'll balance in 10 years. <laughs> From Rumble, Hollywog says, Nichols sat there while everyone's charter rights were trampled. Zero sympathy for someone running the province with world's longest lockdowns. I hear what you're saying, Hollywog, and I agree to an extent. At least he's putting his foot down finally yep. 18 months now, so we have to give him credit for that. But I hear what you're saying. Maybe if we look back in his history, what he said, we might be surprised. But other than that, I would agree with you. Devil's advocate on Super U. Nichols shouldn't have to reveal his reason for not getting back to the rest of the world, David. Oh, no, uh, but... I am going to respectfully ask the question, and if he doesn't want to answer it, I will respect that answer. But you know what? I think, and I'm, by the way, when I say if it's a medical issue, I'm not saying to him, can I see your medical records? You are. But no, uh, I'm no I'm not. Kidding, I'm but but uh, the, the, the thing is, to me, that is an incredibly legitimate answer. Uh, to not getting vaccinated if this thing is going to make you more sick than you are right now. Oh, you can't say that. Banned from YouTube. History Club World says on Odyssey, it appears that Justin Trudeau is falling in the polls again. We might be able to get rid of him. Also, why do you think... Why do you think all the different conservative parties dropkick people who disagree with them? Follow History Club World on Instagram. Always get that plug in there. Damn you. (laughs) I think, David, that... um, that they kick people out because because they're not ma- they're not um, not mainstream they're not establishment enough. If you don't hold these establishment views, they know that these might start to get take hold, and, and then people will start disagreeing with their party. Yeah, do well, I think that? Sorry, do I think that Trudeau can be kicked out and get rid of him with O'Toole light? Or, I mean, with Trudeau Light O'Toole, I think it'll be a bit better. I'm not going to lie and say that there aren't some things that he's going to do better. You can't, and Kevin O'Leary would back me up on this, Kevin, come on my show. 
You can't run the economy worse than Justin Trudeau runs it. All you have to do is put a little thought into it. Do you think, and I'm not trying to be mean, do you think Catherine McKenna knows what she's doing? Do you think Christy Freeland knows what she's doing other than getting, you know, buddy-buddy with George Soros? Do you think they know what they're doing other than getting money? Would you put these people in charge of your business, in charge of your your money for your household? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't put them in charge of anything. Maybe they can, you know, put a lunch together or something. They can carry in the bag bagels that we know and love at Rebel News because they're delicious bagels. <laughs> I don't trust them because they're just not that smart. Do I trust, but do I trust Aaron O'Toole a little bit more? I think he's smarter than them, but do I trust Michelle Rempel-Garner? No, oh. I don't think she's that smart. Do I, trust a bunch of the, do I trust a bunch of these other people in there? No, they're just not that smart. They're just people. They're just people, David Menzies. And maybe the, what I want to say earlier was maybe the future is independent people who don't have to answer to anybody. They don't have to have all these opinions of an overarching party. But do I think that we could get Trudeau out by voting for O'Toole? Yes, I do think you could do that. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, well, History Club World asked two questions. The first is the polls. Um, the most recent polls, yeah, they are not showing a definitive Trudeau majority. Um, I think there is, and by the way, I think this is the weirdest election campaign I have ever <laughs> uh, uh, lived through or covered in my life. But a couple of things, I think people are seeing through the fallacy that, wait a minute, we're locked down, we can't have a Canadian national exhibition because of COVID, we can't do this, we can't do that, but you can have an election campaign where there are crowds going into community centers and whatnot to cast their ballots, and it's all about you getting a majority. It's you, you, you. So um, they're a little um, questioning about the hypocrisy of uh, asking for this majority when he didn't need a majority. As I said, the NDP kept backing him up. O'Toole had, admittedly, a good week. And I think if Jugmeet Singh gets his game together, no, seriously, um, what might happen? This is the dynamic I see. If the NDP comes out with a strong game and starts to get liberal voters to vote NDP, then there's the vote split on the left. Maybe O'Toole comes up in a majority position, uh, sorry, in a minority position. At the very best, I think, you know, what we can hope for is a, um, a liberal minority. So it's the status quo. And I would consider that, you know, a success. So, so would Jagmeet, because he loses a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, um, I think if this Afghanistan crisis happened a week earlier, um, maybe Justin Trudeau's not calling the election here. This thing I think has legs. It's going to stick to this government. This is the so-called October surprise in August. Now, the other thing about conservatives not acting like conservatives, um, I think this speaks to, Andrew, a lack of leadership. And I'll give you a perfect example with the Doug Ford progressive conservatives. In September of 2017, in this very studio, and I've told this story before, I interviewed Doug Ford. And Doug Ford at the end of it, and that's when he was running as a mayor, uh, a candidate for mayor for the city of Toronto. Um, at the end of the interview, uh, and it was very cordial, went fantastic. Doug said to me, you know, Dave, this, um, this reminds me of the old Sun News days. Remember when we had the Ford Nation show? And the radio my brother show came? was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and the one TV show we did at Sun News. He says, you know, what if we did a weekly show on Rebel? Uh, called Ford Nation. We will bring back the big red, white, and blue Ford Nation signs. I felt like it was Christmas Day. I went, oh my God, Doug, you name the day, you name the time, I'll be the host. 
He says, absolutely. I, I went in and told Ezra. Ezra was over the moon. I've never seen him uh, smiling enough. Well, I kept calling and emailing and texting Doug Ford. Like, when do you want to start? What day do you want to pick? And Should none of them were being answered. And to wrap up this story, and this tells you everything. This is the point of the story. In November of 2017, so this is two months after he made that offer, I covered a Doug Ford press conference at Bay and King. He was decrying the streetcar right-of-way, saying if he's elected mayor, this right-of-way uh, is ended. And uh, I was very polite. I waited till the Q&A was over. The journalist left. I, I went up to Doug Ford. I said, Doug, I said, I'm getting some pressure from my boss. Like, we're super keen to do this. When are we going to do the Ford Nation show? I've, I've been trying to reach out to you for two months now. And Doug Ford said to me, he said, Dave, if it was up to me, I would do it tomorrow. But you see, Dave, the team, the team doesn't think it's a good idea. Who is this team? He's the head honcho. He's, he should be making, could you imagine Donald Trump saying, oh, I really want to do uh, a show with you, uh, Hannity, but the team won't let me do it. That was my come to Jesus moment in terms of what's going on behind the scenes, that there are these woke individuals who are not conservatives, who are basically leading uh, Doug Ford around by the nose and maybe to an extent, Aaron O'Toole. But that's a true story, folks. And I think that tells you all you need to know it's the leaders not saying, I hear your concerns, team, but I'm going ahead with it anyways. The, the Rebel News has a huge audience, bigger than CBC's National on YouTube, 1.5 million subscribers. I think this is a good place for me to be, but because there's some woke cowards in the team, it is not to be. Should have sent cheesecake, David. It's that, <laughs> it's that scene from... It's that scene for Mission Impossible. My team, my team is dead. <laughs> they knew we were coming, man. They knew we were coming, and now the disc is gone. Oh, jeez. I've been waiting my whole life to say that on camera. <laughs> uh, Cuba Bound, which is an interesting choice to make, says, as a hyper chat, how can they mandate an experimental injection that is still in trials? Because they want to. Yep. Um, still in trials, not approved in, in uh, the United States. Won't be for, like, another year, at least. Mm. Not sure how this platform works yet, but I'll get the hang of it and post off ASAP. I think it's freedom and truth are essential, somebody said. Um, History Club World says, again, I would make multiple copies, one to Trudeau, cabinet, each provincial premier. Shout out to Justin and all the other level e rebel staff, past and current and future. Follow History Club World on Instagram. Oh, that's... That's very impressive, Justin. I don't think the height on that's high enough, Justin, to get over the wall in the Rogers Center. That's going off the uh, bullpen in right field. Well, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Justin is oh, a no. huge uh, baseball is. fan, and we had a, a roaring debate because I, I came up with an idea to make baseball uh, far more entertaining than it is. And you know what it is? It is to outlaw the home run. And, okay, just the way you hear me, okay. that's an out-of-the-park home run. Okay, Justin. What is the most exciting play in baseball? It is the inside-the-park home No, it's home not. Run. Yes, that it is. That often happens on, like, a poor fielding choice. No, 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 no. Which parks are you getting inside the park so home runs on? So we build huge... Fenway and the Triangle. Yeah, we build huge green monster-style fences in the outfield so you can't clear it. And if you can clear it, then you're the best-hitting baseball player of all time. And so... 
you got it. You can't just do a leisurely victory lap around the bases. You got to run like mad. And uh, I, I, th- I think that would immeasurably improve baseball. And surprisingly, Justin put the thumbs down on that. Triple play is more exciting. Collision at the plate was more oh, wait, exciting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. When do you see a triple play? It's exciting, isn't it? Oh, it is exciting. When do you see an inside the park will run? This is ridiculous, producer <laughs> Justin. Get him off the stream. Just put a wall in front of him, a green I, Actually, I see some, I see Justin's eyes glazing over. Maybe he's um, coming over to my side of the. Well, let's uh, get through these chats and then we have no, uh, Lincoln's video. <laughs> My room agony has a high chat. If vaccine work, why the passports and vaccines don't work, why the passports, it's all about division. Welcome to clown world. It is, they admit, of course, they have to, that the vaccines are not foolproof. You can still transmit, you can still get it. The marker there is that it's supposed to lessen hospitalizations and infection rates, which it does, of course, statistically, but they lied and they said that it will turn everything back to normal. You'll be perfectly sound. You'll be wearing an iron sheet of armor. Um, you'll be impenetrable is how they characterize it. And then everything will go back to normal, and it didn't. Andy B. says, I enjoy teach- the teachings of Mark Moss. You can find him on BoobTube and Odyssey. I'm a member of his private investing group. He's extremely bullish on Bitcoin. Invite him on your shows if you'd like. Fix the money, fix the world is one of his quotes that he says. Um, well, since you understand uh, cryptocurrency, Andrew, that's your interview. I've already had a crypto guy on my live stream <laughs> before, David Menzies. Shout out to him. Um, I think I forget his name. I just David want Menzies. my I don't want my life savings such as they are to go in. That's like crypt. saying I don't want to invest. <laughs> Lincoln. I'm, I'm still buying lottery tickets. You know that? Lincoln had a video. Um, we have a website called realreporters.ca. Why do we have it, David Menzies? I'm glad you asked because the mainstream media likes to take photos. This was the first week that any of them took questions. Justin Trudeau took a few questions, answered them horribly. Of course, he said he doesn't want to worry about monetary policy. Why would he? He's the prime minister. O'Toole answered a bunch of questions yesterday. Great for them, but the vast, vast, vast majority is mainstream media comes up and snaps pictures and they just fawn over Justin Trudeau. So we have Trey Humphrey at West yep. with Matt Brevner. We've got Adam Sos in the middle of the country with Kean Simone. I got a joke for that, don't worry. Um, we've got Tamara and yourself here. We've got Alexa yep. and Yankee and often Lincoln going out and he caught up in a sense with Aaron O'Toole. Did he answer the question? Watch to find out. Mr. O'Toole, are vaccine passports a temporary or permanent solution? Lincoln J for Rebel News here in Toronto, Ontario. Now, with the Canadian election just around the corner, politicians have begun campaigning across the country. This past yeah. Tuesday, I had the chance to attend a conservative event, a Is event run by conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, just around the corner from here in Richmond Hill, Ontario. With the intent on asking O'Toole some basic, straightforward questions regarding his policies, we attempted to enter the venue like various other media outlets were doing around me. Take a look. Are you working here? Do you know if there's, is there any uh, media relations, anyone I can speak to? Yeah, with Rebel News. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. After standing outside the entrance for a good 10 to 15 minutes, it became pretty clear that I wasn't going to be allowed into the event. So, luckily, we were able to catch Mr. O'Toole as he was leaving his bus and making his way through the back entrance of the venue. Check it out.
Mr. O'Toole, are vaccine passports a temporary or permanent solution? Trudeau said he'll allow medical exemptions. Are you looking to provide religious exemptions? It's too cool. Too cool to stop for 10 seconds to answer that question. Just because Aaron O'Toole doesn't want to answer our questions doesn't mean that we're going to stop asking them. Aaron O'Toole is running for Prime Minister for all Canadians, not just for those who watch the CBC. If he wants your vote, he should be willing to answer questions you care about, not just bad faith gotcha questions from the bribed mainstream media. For Rebel News, on the campaign trail, I'm Lincoln J. You know, Andrew, what I find sad about that is... <laughs> He's precisely, too cool to answer, David. Yeah, but precisely 13 months ago, when the Independent Press Gallery hosted in downtown Toronto a debate for the uh, Conservative leadership candidates, um, Aaron O'Toole had all the time in the world for us. Um, I got to query him. I found him charming. I found him intelligent. Um, and he was all about, I'm the pro-free speech candidate, the anti-cancel culture candidate, I would suggest what he's done in recent weeks uh, makes the reverse uh, come true. It's so odd, isn't it, that when it's candidate O'Toole or candidate Shear, it's a completely different persona than when they become leader O'Toole or, or leader O'Shear. You know, <laughs> O'Shear? Uh, uh, yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, what, Freudian slip, O'Shear. I think that's the, or, you know, where... No, I think O'Shear was better. Yeah. I think he, <laughs> while he was extremely bland and boring, I think policy-wise, I'd rather have him, frankly. Yeah, you know what? I, and I never, if you told me in two years' time, my heart would ache for the glory <laughs> days of Andrew The Scheer. glory days. You know, uh, kind of like uh, um, one saying, uh, oh, one day you'll um, you'll wax poetically for the prime minister for a day, Kim Campbell. Uh, um, you know, I, I would never believe it. But, you know, even though O'Toole admittedly had a good week, I'm trying to be objective here. Um, it's sad to see that our man Lincoln is treated like a pest, and the mean girls in the media, like the CBC and the Toronto Star and the Globe and Mail, they're all in the venue. That's right. Just like what Andrew Scheer did. Um, don't they learn? Isn't that the definition of insanity? Uh, doing something over and over and expecting a different outcome? It's cringe, David Menzies. They think that everybody is, you know, their demographic of, God love them, 70-year-old Albertas and up. This is what they want. Lincoln Jay can stand there, ask a completely reasonable question, and Aaron O'Toole can walk by feeling too cool, saying, I've just ignored Rebel News, you guys, like an 18th century British judge. Yeah. Excuse me, Lincoln Jay, I do not adhere to questions from peasants. Or, like, what is wrong with you? Like, you, yeah. like if in a person in Antifa hoodie wielding a battle axe came up to me and said, you know, what's your opinion on uh, lockdowns with a microphone? I'd just be like, well, I don't trust you completely, but like, why can't I give my opinion? Why can Lincoln is just there with a, with a camera asking a simple question. You know who he is. You know where he's from. How is he going to twist that on you, Aaron O'Toole? Yeah. Is it that big of a deal to answer the question? But Andrew, this is my theory, and I might be wrong. I think Aaron O'Toole wants to speak to us. Again, like the Doug Ford example of 2017, the team, those woke 
20-somethings who think uh, they know better than everybody else is saying, no, this is our strategy. You can't associate uh, with Rebel News. I think that's the problem. And if Aaron O'Toole was a real leader, he would say, noted, I'm going to give an interview to Rebel News, but he's not. You're supposed to talk to people you disagree with. What happened to that? What happened to that? I'll yeah. talk to you, Jag Meat, and me, Paul. You want to come on my show? I'll talk to you. Um, It'll be fun. The joke I was making earlier, and I know if we have to wrap up with Key and Simone, is there's a really bad movie with Al Pacino called Simone where they oh, come up with a computer program that is an actress and she's not a real person and nobody knows, and Simone stands for Simulation 1. Long story short, It sounds like weird science. Completely different <laughs> than weird science. Um, vastly different. The point here is, is K2 is actually a robot, is what I'm getting at here. Do we have any more uh, chats there, Justin? Okay. No, we don't. Um, you want to say your favorite tagline? It's hard when you're not here. I find myself wanting to say your exit tagline there of staying non-insane. Well, um, But I have my own, so there you, you go. just go ahead, David. You be you. You fly like a butterfly. Well, high energy, Andrew says, <laughs> despite your cheekiness today, I want to thank you for uh, co-hosting the show, as Sheila Gunn-Reed is super, super busy. And I want to thank Justin, of course, and all our uh, people that... Uh, wow, people... People? Something's wrong with people? You people, I think you said? Oh, jeez. Well, I, I, I guess my career I, I is over now. <laughs> you people who oh are giving chats to us, I greatly appreciate because that's how we keep the lights on. Get back here. What are you doing? In the meantime, uh, somebody, some duo, will see you in this space at 12 noon on Monday. Have a great weekend, folks. And in the meantime, as always, stay sane.